your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Now, would you believe O'Mahony's Bookshop has been in Limerick, in the heart of the city, for 120 years. And Frank O'Mahony, who's part of the third generation of O'Mahony's store, is with me in the studio now for a chat. And you're welcome, Frank. Good morning to you. Thank you, Joe. Um, We'll get into the history of O'Mahony's and all of that in a moment. But obviously, what goes on around you and what goes on on O'Connell Street and Limerick City is very much part of your life uh, as well. And we know the revitalisation has been happening and the works which have paused for the moment. A a lot happening. What are your thoughts about all of that? Uh, That's a difficult question now because... uh, uh, like the actual roadworks that are going on at the moment to every trader's, uh, in every trader's opinion, they're taking far, far too long. Uh, we would all have liked to have seen something a lot more dramatic happening at the same time, uh, like maybe a, a square or good statues, something that would drag people into town. But I think the bigger issue in Limerick is is really the quality of the shops and what's happened over the years. Um, You know, Limerick city centre isn't a thriving city centre. Uh, We have very few lady shops in the city centre and it's difficult to get people in. And the roadworks for the last two years have driven people away. Uh, We need to do a lot to make Limerick city centre some place that we can be proud of. And do you feel, Frank, that if we can get the revitalisation done, at least that first phase, there is a second phase to come, as I was mentioning on the show earlier in the week, up beyond the international rugby experience, and obviously the uh, experience opens and and other things happen, and there's a very significant effort, including marketing, to bring people back into the city, that will work? Yeah, it will, but we need to get people living in the city. We need to get University of Limerick in the city, uh, we need to redevelop the, you know, say the opera centre and this sort of thing. Uh, but we have to have something to actually grab people to come into the city centre. I mean, at the moment, shopping wise, I mean, I shouldn't say it, I'm saying it against ourselves. But, you know, like if anything happened with Brown Thomas Pennies, possibly like we might be the next biggest shop there then it would be a disaster for for Limerick City. So we actually need to positively do something to to enhance the offering that we have. And and it's about variety, you think, and range of shops and all of that. Variety and range of shops. But, you know, like this all started in the 70s and 80s with rows between Limerick City Council and Limerick County Council at the time. things being given planning permission that they shouldn't have been given planning permission for or allowed to expand too big. Um, and uh, as I said, like the, there's a lot wrong, but it needs very good leadership to uh, improve the offering in the city centre. You know, like to me, it's a bit ridiculous to have a whole load of takeaways on our main street, you know, like takeaways are necessary, but Maybe they should be all together. We shouldn't have empty shops on the main street. We shouldn't have uh, bad signage, bad shop fronts. You know, people, we need leadership from 
the new Limerick Council and from councillors and everybody has to work together to do it. And one other thing on that, would you have any hope for a directly elected mayor, for example, if we got to that point, that that could drive it forward a bit? If we did, but, you know, uh, we'd need to, he would need to have, or he or she would need to have enough powers to be able to do something positive. Um, Like, it is quite, there are loads and loads of issues. You know, if we want to, you know, we have now this new road in the middle of Limerick City, but that is driving cars away at the moment because we don't have enough buses coming along. I I heard you talking there a second ago about the new plan. Uh, But like we need the plan or a plan implemented straight away. We don't need massive big buses, but we need buses coming every 10 minutes. Like they can be small 16 seaters going to suburbs coming into town and and people be sure of them. Then people wouldn't have an issue with parking or coming into town. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, uh, we're chatting to Frank O'Mahony and part of the third generation of O'Mahony's bookstore celebrating 120 years at the heart of uh, Limerick this year. What's the story of O'Mahony's? In what circumstances was it founded? Um, well, my grandfather J.P. O'Mahony founded it. He had been manager of uh, the haberdashery department in Canucks. And he happened to be married to Marguerite Cleary, who would have been a niece of uh, M.J. Cleary, who founded Cleary's in Dublin. Now, you know, Cleary's in Dublin at that stage was long since gone from the Cleary family, but uh, they still had shares in Canucks, which M.J. also owned. And uh, he applied for the uh, for the position of general manager of Canucks and didn't get it. So kind of the story is that he left in a fit of peak in 1902 and uh, went 200 metres up the road uh, and opened a bookshop and leather goods shop and this sort of thing. Uh, started with, uh, I think, uh, the legend in the family was with three employees and, I don't know, two dogs and a cat, you know. Uh, and they lived over the shop there for many years, well until the 20s. Anyway. And when I think and hear about family businesses being handed from generation to generation, I think it's it's amazing in many ways and what an opportunity for the family. But also there's a certain you know pressure, isn't there, to carry it on? Oh, there is, yeah. Um, but I mean, I think we were all brought up with a huge interest in books anyway. We all read and then this sort of thing. So it was fairly easy for me to go back. I mean, I was in college for three years in Dublin, but uh, I, I came back to Limerick in 1973. And, uh, it, you know, I've loved it ever since. And my brother David then came in in, uh, I think, 76 and uh, stayed until about five or six years ago when he took well, what I would definitely call early retirement. Uh but uh, and Frank, do you scratch your head uh, when you know people will predict and continue to predict? Oh, you know, books. Oh, it's past tense, and look at all the technology, and the next generation will never pick one up, and that sort of thing. Yeah, well, that's that's not happening at the moment, and I think there was a lot of what I might call lazy journalism in the years in the two thousands, um, kind of saying that the book is 
dead and that wasn't happening. Like book sales fell in the mid-2000s a bit more so because of people's spending power fell in recession. Book sales are, are quite healthy at the moment and they're increasing year on year for the last three or four years. Uh, like in certain areas, there is a problem. Students don't tend to read books anymore. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I've My opinion is that it's quite a bad thing. Um, but um, I think parents are very aware of the value of books and we have a huge number of parents come in on a regular basis to buy books for their children. And, you know, teachers would tell you that they can always know the children who've read books in, in their educational process growing up. Two things that really strike me when I go into O'Mahony's is the wonderful atmosphere of a bookshop. You know, that sense of it. And secondly, uh, the expertise of your great team there. Yeah, well, we tend to have a lot of long-term employees, really. Uh, people tend to stay with us for quite a few years and they build up the expertise. I think it's terribly important to have at least five or six staff on the shop floor who know books and read books um, and people do appreciate that. Um, you know, we do have a very experienced staff. Like we all together, O'Mahony's actually employ, well, we, we have about 110 people in our books, uh, you know, as in... On, on the roster, yeah. On the roster, uh, of which, you know, at least at least 70 to 80 would be full-time, the equivalent sort of... So uh, it's it's a big enough company. Yeah. Um, and I think you were saying to me before we came on that people see a certain amount of your business going into the shop and deciding and choosing what they want to buy, but, but there are other strands to it as well. Oh, yeah, we would be the probably the biggest library supplier in the country. Like we supply uh, non-fiction books and certain fiction and juvenile, but mainly non-fiction books to every library in the country. And that's a public sir, public procurement contract. Uh, we also supply loads of school libraries all over the country, but we're also the biggest school book supplier in the country. Um, and we have, so we supply schools from Donegal to Wexford. Um, and like that's all part of the business that people really don't see. Mm. I mean, we do have shops in. Tralee, Ennis and NUIG and University of Limerick and we also operate out of a warehouse so it's We're talking to Frank O'Mahony 120 years of O'Mahony's bookshop in Limerick I presume you chat away to uh, other book suppliers and bookshops around the country and, and the common themes and, and the common problems and all of that We do uh, to be perfectly honest now I was I was probably more involved in that in the eighties and nineties uh, because I would have un, been on book trade committees both here and in the UK, um, and my brother David did the same thing. Uh, in the last few years, we members of our staff go to booksellers association meetings and and this, so we are aware of. Like the book, the book community is quite quite small. You know, um, there are really only three uh, book companies in Ireland of any size, which would be the e well Easton's and Dubray. They're all the same group. Uh, ourselves and book centres Watford and 
um, where are they? Kilkenny and Wexford. Uh, other than that, everybody is kind of independent. What do you read for leisure? <laughs> uh, I used to read uh, about two books a week uh, and I kind of read four thrillers, crime thrillers or whatever and then I'd always read one non-fiction book. In the last couple of years I'm tending to read slightly more non-fiction which takes slightly longer to read than the thrillers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean I happen to be reading David Baldacci just now because he's a new one out but uh, before that I was reading about the the Sacklers and the Oxycontin drug thing. And and you know, Frank, when a smash hit book comes mm-hmm. along, d- does that make a significant difference to your business or not? You know, when there's a, a rave about a book and people are talking about film rights and all of that? To be perfectly honest, no. Um, like, it, the book sales aren't huge. Like, we sell a very broad range of books. Um like the most we will sell of any book is a couple of thousand copies uh, and that's quite quite rare you know like even at Christmas the best sellers you'd be selling a, a few hundred of them but uh, like if something comes on Netflix the, the actual volumes that you sell are fairly low you know surprisingly low right and, I mean, when you consider that when O'Mahony's was founded, you know, there were horses and carts going up the middle of the city and, and now we have all the modern cars and everything else and you've seen so much change over that period down the generations. What would be your your biggest piece of advice, your biggest tip to sustaining a business for over a century? Oh, that's a difficult one, Joe. Uh, I've at the end of the day you just have to keep an eye on the bottom line very very carefully uh, and don't do anything too foolish and take advantage of uh, opportunities when they come Uh, but you do need to take the right advice when you're taking advantage of these opportunities really it's it's just to be aware of what's happening around you and you've got to move with the times and you're looking forward to 2023 another year (laughs) I am. I mean, just one tiny point on this whole thing is that we are celebrating 120 years at 120 O'Connell Street. You know, the same building the whole time. So that's a good thing. Yes, to be based there. The entire yeah, well, next year, I'm hoping that um, my son, uh, Stephen, who is a charity worker in Honduras for the last seven or eight years, he is going to come back and join the business. And my daughter, Claire, who's holidaying in Australia at the moment she will rejoin, she has been working there for the last couple of years so that there is a continuity uh, plan hopefully because I shall be stepping backwards a little bit more I hope and enjoy a little bit of retirement Well enjoy life absolutely and why not Um, Well listen congratulations to you and to the entire family, it is an amazing achievement, absolutely fantastic for O'Mahony's and I think there's great loyalty um, to you actually and to the business from people around Limerick City and County and an appreciation of all of the employment as well that you've created over a long uh, period of time and uh, hopefully 100 years from now there's someone in my chair talking to someone in your chair. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nice. Thanks very much Frank, Joe, Frank and uh, uh, thanks, thanks to all our customers who've been very loyal to us over the years. Thank you and have a very enjoyable Christmas as well. Great to see you Frank. Thank you. 
Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.